Hey everybody, welcome back to A Higher Future. I'm UB Simignetti, and as always, my partner in good, Dr. Nicole Gravagna. How are you? Hi UB, I'm doing great. Who are we talking with today? So we are talking to David Katz. He is the founder and CEO of The Plastic Bank. And David, you were introduced to us uh, from a mutual friend, Meredith Bell. Um, and the, uh, there's just so much we're going to riff on, as you, as you mentioned before we record um, today, because there, there's a lot of fascinating things that we can that we're going to touch on. And there's just such great alignment in, in how you're approaching your work. But first, tell us a little bit about y- your work right now. Like, what are you doing? Well, we're monetizing waste. We've created, we're alchemists. Uh, and truly alchemists. We're using a modern technology to provide alchemy in the world. We're taking what was waste and creating worth. We create change in the world through it. We ultimately end and endeavor to end the flow of plastic from entering the ocean by ending poverty. It's really using plastic as money for the world. We're the world's largest chain of stores for the poor, where everything in the store can be purchased using plastic garbage, school tuition, medical insurance, pharmaceuticals, Wi-Fi, cooking fuel, clean water, the basics of life that society struggles to afford using garbage that would otherwise flow into the ocean. That plastic we collect, that's social plastic. It's a material of significant societal value, social plastic. Not social plastic we offer and sell to great companies like SC Johnson, go buy a bottle of Windex. And that is material that's been collected by the world's poor from ocean bound waterways and when you buy it you are as well participating in the change that the world needs to see and there's a bit more inside of it the technology the blockchain the banking credit rating financial inclusion for the world it's it's money for the world the alchemy is at the root of it we turn plastic into money and then we've created the platform for that money to be exchanged to be used in the world it, it really is quite a vision to think about walking into a, a place where you could bring garbage and turn it into value for yourself. Does it literally happen that way? I, it, it, I can't it literally it. happens that we were bank branches for the poor, deposit plastic garbage, withdraw the things you need. Does it, it, does it, it literally work? works that way. You walk into a bank branch, you literally have the material <laughs> paid by mass and a value is transferred into your bank account. And then you carry a card or some way of application. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. So, so you really uh, to to power all of this, you need humans to uh, buy into the concept of bringing this plastic to these locations. And and so, um, how do you how do you inspire people to do that? You know, I love one of my most common sayings. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You can't convince anyone to do anything. So we don't convince anyone to do anything. How do we inspire them? We can't. We can create a space for them to step into where they see that what's in it for them. Like, oh, hold on a second. If I do that, my life can transform. I have an unlimited income opportunity. The more I collect, the more money I make. It's just not a regular job. It's really kind of entrepreneurship. Huh. Isn't that the epitome of good design, UB? <laughs> right? Like create this space and let somebody make it happen. Well, that, I mean, that's the, to me, that's the direct connect, right? To a lot of people in our audience, right? You know, there's a lot of leaders out there who, how do they, how do they create a space for their employees to come in 
And, you know, and it's beyond compensation. It's beyond benefits. So how, David, how in your mind would, would that translate? Well, you know, it's about creating the space. Like it's about being that for a leader. It's about being the leader that creates that for others. It's about being in the space that that is what is, that is what unfolds around you. It's not even about doing it because doing it is mm-hmm. important resistance to its non-existence. So, so it's about being that place as a leader. So the leadership discussion, leadership discussion really is about, you know, we communicated a little bit earlier about coming from the nothingness where everything is available, everything is possible. And when everything is available and possible, then that then we are attracting more wealth and greatness into our own lives as well. But it comes from creating creators. It comes from being in the space, seeing people as being able to be in contribution. And, and you know, if I pull it back into the, you know, Western employment, you know, philosophies, it's, it's, it's really, you know, what's that, you know, hire great people and get out of their way. Well, when you, when you have people who are self-actualized, you don't, and you give them a responsibility that, you know, we don't operate from, I've never created the job description. I hate job descriptions. They're, they're, dehumanizing. I can't get the word out of my mouth. Humanizing. Humanizing. Yeah. Um, you know, you will do it this way, that way. No, the responsibility is like, you know, new employee that I just had, her responsibility is to build predictability into the company so that it's absolutely predictable. So the, the supply chain meets the demand. So the predictability, that's the responsibility. I don't know how she's going to do it. I care less. Your responsibility is to build predictability in the company so that the world works. Now, that's incredibly inspiring for someone who's curious that wants to make change in the world. They get to go create that. Great. Well, inevitably things go wrong and you're going to learn mistakes. I'd love to know what the mistakes are. So come to me when there's, when something has occurred so I can learn with you. But your responsibility is to create in the world and we're a core values led organization. We hire people based on the core values of the company, hire people who think like us already. And, and we, and we let them a space to flourish. And so I do that by creating the space, by stepping into the awareness of it all and by operating from that awareness. I think it's way more inspiring. You said earlier this coming from this place of um, almost the emptiness where where you have nothing already in front of you, uh, you have no agenda and that allows things to happen in a way that it can't when you have a strong agenda. Mm -hmm. Um, For someone who this is a a new concept for, how do you run a business? How do you um, accomplish what you're attempting to accomplish without an agenda. Well, we have, we still have performance indicator. We still have deliverables. We still have all those things. We still know the change we want to create in the world. That's, that's a little bit different. It's still from the nothingness. How you get there is in the nothingness. We know what we're creating. We've already stepped forward into the future. You know, I speak from the future. I've already, I live in a place where, where all material resources are returned in the circularity. I live in a place where all material resources are used as, as money for the world's emerging. I live in a place where we've, we've tipped the scale against those rich and we give back to the poor and have been described as, you know, Robin Hood, Robin Hood of the ocean, stealing from the ocean, giving to the poor. And that is truly where I step into. That is who we are. I live there. It's already been accomplished. There's the strength of curiosity that you've discussed, but there's another piece of this that you haven't used this word, and and it's the diminishment of righteousness. If you were to do this with a righteous attitude, it wouldn't work. 
Can you talk a little bit about how you avoid coming at this with a righteousness attitude? Uh, lots of that conversation. Um, lots of things can occur when there's righteousness as well, of course. But do you, does the individual receive the abundance, the gift, the love, the becoming? Do you, do, you, do you receive what the world has for you? Are you in line with the infinite and the giving of it all? Probably not. Because when you're coming from the righteousness, you have a morality already. Things are supposed to be this way or that way. And when you're in a this way or that way, you're coming from a finite perspective. You come from a things being this way. Well, you, when you, we communicated earlier, you've got to, you have to empty the cup to refill it. So when it's already full and you think things are away, you're open to nothing new. And so if you want something new in the world, you've got to come, from, come at it from a new paradigm, a new perspective. You have to be open to all things. There's no right or wrong except the way that I make it or believe it to be. Things are just things. You know, there's a, you know, a train of programming that, that, that I like. It's since the have to landmark, landmark programming. And there's a conversation that life is empty and meaningless. And it's empty and meaningless that it's empty and meaningless. I mean, life powerfully is empty and meaningless. Powerfully, powerfully. The more we come into line with a knowing that it didn't come with meaning, nothing came with anything. We choose the meaning in life the more powerful we are as an individual. So is it good or bad? I don't know, but I can, I can choose it to be good. That's different. I choose everything to be good. I choose everything to be a lesson in my life. I choose everything as to be an instruction, not an obstruction. I choose everything mm. as, as the path of my life. Mm -hmm. All of this is for me in the plastic bank. I, I, get the, I get the gift out of all of it. I get to become the person who gets to change. The world that's what i get out of it all it's so beautiful it's so powerfully profound and the more and the more that i get to give back to everyone the more shows up in my life it's just remarkable yeah what, what the otherwise what puts you on this path you know i'm curious like what were the experiences early on you start you started at nero alarms and now you're here like what 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 was your drive what happened <laughs> Wow, uh, pain, trauma, abuse, hmm. drug addiction, alcoholism, all kinds of shit, stuff, like life. But the gift of it all, the gift of it all is that I've been able to be in a place, I've received the lesson, the gift that I get to look at it all and go, what's in it for me? What was, what's beautiful inside of that? What's the gift inside of it? If I've paid the price, if I've been through all of that, if I've been through the neglect, if I've been through all of it, I paid the price in full and I paid the price in advance. Hmm. Then what's there for me? What's the gift inside of it? What can I take out of this that has me become more powerful and unlimited in the world? Right? I've got some morose stories as well. I've got all kinds of, I've, 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 I've had to overcome all kinds of personal tragedy as well. I lost a daughter a few years ago as well. Uh, all, all kinds you know, I continue to look for the gift in all of it. That's been the lesson of it all. It's like, oh, what's there? What's beautiful? What's, what, where's the compassion there? Oh, there's love. Oh, God, I had a greater depth of love. There's more for everyone. I became bigger in the world. Oh, I've got a greater depth of compassion I get to give in the world. God, um, you know, if you paid the price in full in advance, there's nothing you can do to, to repair anything or return anything. Nothing, no one comes back. <laughs> They're dead. Nothing changes anything. So what you get to do is go, okay, what's here? Where's the gift? 
and you get to look and you get to search. And of course you, you see what you're looking for. You, you see what you believe already. So, okay, right? I've never I, heard anyone compare that thing you have to do to get to the other side of pain with double indemnity. Mm, mm, <laughs> you don't have to be punished twice as nope. long as you exactly. do. It's exactly. You're all set. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I also like communicating it. I, 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 I do. I do find uh, that in communications of those things, like in the communication of those things, that also I find and I look for others who have experienced those things, so I can also help them see a new way of thinking, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm gonna take a, a moment here in, in the time we have in, in the communication that if someone knows someone who's lost a child or someone who's lost a child, you know, I'm in the recognition that there's no word for a parent. There's no widow, widower, orphan. You know, so parents, of course, feel lost. If they, they feel that that is their lot in life now. They've become the parent that has lost a child. They think that's their identity. Hmm. And so they have no way to come out of it. And they think societal pressure also, you know, has this, you know, morbid view of people who have lost children. There's this, this, this pity and so they, they, they perpetuate a downward cycle, but yet there's so much beauty and gift in it all. And I came across the Japanese art Kintsugi. The Japanese art of Kintsugi is an ancient Japanese art that takes heirloom family pottery. So it's nothing you can go to the store and buy. It takes your own heirloom pottery. And if it breaks, it, it glues it together with gold. It brings beauty to the break and highlights the gift of the break. Hmm. So Kintsugi is the name I give to parents so that they have hmm. a new home. That's beautiful. Uh -huh. Thank you. And so I wanna share that with everyone because there's something beautiful in it. When we look. Uh -huh. Well, and that, you know, what I love is the, the, the pain in advance, like you paid the price. It's you have already. And that's, oh. that's the thing. Like I never even thought about it, but you know, the, the, the trauma and, and, you know, I look back and I, you know, I, I, I believe that everybody has some form of trauma, right. That there's a spectrum of trauma and everybody has it. Right. And so, but that, that being able to recognize that, but now in this way, like, yeah, I paid, I paid for it already. So What's what am I getting for that now? Right. Like right. recognizing that there is something, something good there. that will right. come from that Be in the look is a spectacular mindset. That's well, and I think that's, this is the conversation back to curiosity. Yeah. Right. Be curious inside of it. What's inside of there. What else is yes. beautiful inside of it? Look for it. Always be looking. And it's always there. Always there. You, you answered the question, David, earlier that I asked, which is, you know, how, how do you teach someone how to look inside someone else to understand what's important? Mm -hmm. and, and what you just told me is the real answer. It's that if you're not afraid of what is really going to be inside that right. person, if you've right. already felt it already, right. 
there's nothing yep. scary that you're going to discover. You're willing to hear whatever they have to say. Yeah. Thank you, Nicole, for that. That's beautiful. It touches me too. Yeah. 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 You can't be afraid. No. I, think, I, haven't, I haven't really thought of that before. So thank you for that. Yeah. You've got to be curious and compassionate and be able to look. It doesn't matter what it is. When I think this past year, if, if, if anything, this past year has taught us, it's we have to start doing more of that, you know, and particularly organizations and leaders, because their employees are coming to them, right? They want to have these conversations. They have been hurt. There is trauma. There is something. And they want to share that. And they want to be able to bring their whole selves to work. And organizations, in order to survive... Not survive, but thrive, and it's thrive. not. Like, yeah, you know, right. like I equate, I equate, I, I equate hiring staff to like a restaurant. So it's not, you know, a restaurant will go all through all this effort to have someone come in into their restaurant, but it's not actually for the first visit that they're advertising and doing everything. It's for the subsequent visits. It's yep. the retention that we're after. So you can go through all the process of hiring someone, but if there's no retention, then what? A, it's a loss for everyone. Right. It's a loss for society, the energy and, and the gift of the human. And people are craving purpose. They're craving to be associated with a cause that they themselves can be proud of and inspired by themselves. They want to wake up for something. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, and that, and that, you know, and that's that as well. That's an act of compassion to give them that space to step forward and create the space for them to step into that they are that person. You have the ability to make a profound change somehow, we all do. So I think it's it's more than, you know, in, in the conversation you're in with, with, with staffing and the rest of it and finding a way to go through and find the best of the best. But once you've got them, you've got to keep them because if you're not, someone else is looking for them. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Man. Nicole, what are you thinking? So I asked earlier, and I know I'm curious to see if you've come up with any thoughts that you use the word bottle as a symbol mm -hmm. for all mm -hmm. kinds of ways. And um, plastic itself may also be a symbol. It strikes me that you use it in that way. Yeah. Um, is it is a symbol. I mean, it really is powerfully a symbol. What is a symbol for? It'd be the exploration of that. Where's the gift in that? You know, you know, it's it's access. It's you know, I love that the material is remarkable. We have to stop vilifying it. Like, you know, you know, and I'll ask into the audience here if every bottle or every piece of packaging again we use bottles as a symbol. If every bottle was five dollars. You know, how many would we see in the environment? How many would you see in the roadway or the garbage bin in the ocean? We would none. So it has nothing to do with the plastic. It's us. It's the us, us, us. We want to vilify other things outside of us. Oh, I didn't do it. It's the plastic. Someone should stop using plastic. Stop it, everybody. <laughs> stop it. Let's, let's, let's see the value in thing and in person and the environment. If you understand that there's a, the, the value is more than just a few pennies you paid for it, but the entire life of it. And, um, and so what's, so what's plastic a symbol for in the end? So, so, you know, so it's valuable 
for me. So I see it differently. That's the, again, that's the, the paradigm. That's what I choose it to be. You know, if life is empty and meaningless, I can look at plastic and go, oh, I place meaning on, I place it as value. I place that as being worth for the world. I place it as money. I place value on that. I make it mean the end of poverty. I make it the mean of the end of suffering, the end of hunger, the end of gender inequality, the end of, 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 of degradation. But how do, how do we get, how do we get sort of the, how do we get human beings to see that, right? Like, you know, that it's most human yeah. beings. Man convinced against his world right? the same opinion. So we can, we can create the space for people to step into. I wish we could just make people yeah. see it. We can't. Now, luckily, right. fortunately, there's been a bit of an awakening within the next generation, this Greta generation, where we had mm. tens of millions of students marching through the streets, demanding something be done against climate change. Now, that generation as well is not going to stand for the degradation of the environment, whether it be marine or, 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 or otherwise. You know, they're not going to do business with you. Like, look at the pro proliferation of used clothing stores. Look how proud my 15-year-old is that she goes and buys used clothes. She doesn't have to buy something new. She's proud of it. It's a badge of honor now to continue to use and reuse and to not take from society. That's what's occurring. That's the next generation of business. We're about to enter the regeneration economy. Mm, I love that. So that is what's unfolding. And so if your business is standing forward, repairing the damage that's been done, that's where they will give you their business because you are saving them. You are bringing relief to them. You have to authentically stand up and say, I'm going to fix the damage that's been done in the world of mine and my competitors. Mm -hmm. That's the blue ocean strategy. So that's, I love that's where we are. Well, and I, and I love, I think, um, I think also we were talking about gamification before we hit record. Sure. So also, totally. The, sure. Totally. Well, yeah. I, was, I think we can redefine that, right? Like, you know, in general, gamification, incentivizing, but I think we can even re redefine that to, you know, along the same lines of what you just defined as regeneration. Exactly. Yeah. You know, everyone's got a favorite radio station, WIIFM, right? Everyone's always listening to it. It's what's in it for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's a part of it. What's in it for me. So like when we work on the ground in, in communities, you know, education powerfully super important. But if you're youth and you don't have children, well, what do you want? You want data. You want cell phone minutes. Oh, what? There's data and cell phone minutes. So really the, you know, the human dynamic for us is going to a community and understanding who's in the community, what's the demographic in that community, you know, what is occurring, what do people need? And then, and then providing those basics, things that they struggle to afford. They want them, they desire them, they have an attachment to having those things, but struggle to afford them. Well, okay, I can use plastic and I can keep the pocket in my money. It's like, it's the, it's the you know, you know, cloak, English colloquial expression that, you know, you have your cake and eat it too, or eat your cake and have it too. Mm -hmm. right? You can have your cell phone minutes and have money in your pocket. Oh, okay. So I, I have now written down the symbol for the plastic symbol. Yeah. Um, which is this human power to make this mean anything. To mean anything, yeah. And it is exactly what plastic means. Yeah. And I hadn't actually put those two things together until just now. That's really beautiful. I love that. That's a beautiful contribution. Thank you. Hmm. Beautiful contribution. Hmm. Yeah. It's what we do. That's that's it. That's the alchemy of it. 
Yeah. So in your mind, like what, what, you know, post pandemic, post George Floyd, post, I, I, what, um, where do you see things in a few years from now? Future, future of work, future of climate change. Where do you see things? You know, I stand forward for, you know, an awakened society, one that is stepping out of their ego mind and their attachment to thing, because that's what's delivered us to where we are. The degradation of the environment has been taught to us through marketers that have told us that we need bigger, we need more, we need to have newer, we need shinier. We're not good enough yet, thin enough yet. We don't have large enough breasts, whatever else degrading stories we're told. Mm -hmm. Never being good enough. I stand forward for a society that awakens from that, steps away from that, gets away from the fashion model on the runway. We have a long way to go, but we'll get there. Where we find purpose, where we find doing well in the world is, is the new currency. That's the new cool. It's for sure. That's what's, that's what's emerging right now. Yeah. Uh, the, the, all the, the droves of children going to the used clothing store are not worried about being a fashion model. They want to save, they want to save life. They want to save the environment. They want to save trees. They want to save orangutan. They want to save turtles. They want to save the beach. They see that it is, it is sand passing through their fingers and they need to hold it. They need to put a grip on it. That's been a big task that we've given them. They're just kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why it's more important for us to continue to awaken, as you said, because they're going to need that support. They need it. They need to create the space where they, they're the <laughs> right. ones that are awakening there. You know? So I don't know. That's What I do know is that the Earth's going to be remarkable and amazing. There is no question beyond a shadow of a doubt. The oceans are restored. Nature's restored. And the balance of, of, of the environment is, you know, never in question again. That is for sure. Now, that'll occur when humans aren't here anymore. So, you know, the Earth is going to survive powerfully. You know, we celebrate Earth Day, but it's not Earth Day. It's Save Humanity Day. <laughs> it's going to be great. Right. Right. We act strong and be happy when we're not here. We act like a virus and a host, mutating. So true. Hmm. I get to do in that in a period of time then is to remove suffering, to give a space of it, to create an equilibrium, find balance, give people a opportunity to be in balance of it all you know there's lots of work to be done and then we need an army of people doing an army of amazing beautiful things like like what we're doing it's yeah. bigger than any one man to do that right i mean look how many um you know i'm not sure what cities you guys are in but i'm here in vancouver and i could tell you there's probably i don't know somewhere between three and five hundred plumbers in the city and how many people are trying to save the ocean three hmm Right, right. Hmm. So, you know, you know how many people are tr truly powerfully trying to end, you know, gender inequality in the world? None. Right. Okay. It's not. It's not the easy path that gets us there. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're right. We have a lot of work, but I'm I'm glad that we are. <laughs> We're on this journey together. Um, thank you, David. This was super, 
inspiring and amazing conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Really beautiful. Thank you for the for the questions that made it so. Absolutely. And thank you all for continuing to watch a higher future. Check us out. Uh, Apple, Spotify, all kinds of other places. So thank you all very much. Take care.